This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show for March 1st. Yes, it's already March of 2022, episode 533. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined as always by Stella Chung. Hello, Stella. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. I uh, I have to do some work for you after this podcast <laughs> is over. So I have it open oh, and ready yeah, to go. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I got to write about uh, an old favorite video game for a feature you're putting together. So. Looking forward to doing that. But in the meantime, we're going to talk Xbox here on Unlocked. Destin Legary, how are you? Bam. Hey, everybody. Doing all right. And our old friend Cicero Holmes. Welcome back. Cicero, how have you been? Uh, laissez le bon temps rouler. How, how are you guys doing? It is Mardi Gras. Let the good times roll. Oh. Sounds good to me. That's a good MO for this entire hour of podcast that we're about to do. Now, Cicero, what have you what have you up to these days? You know, we haven't seen you on Unlocked for a little while. So just remind everybody, give everybody a plug for the couple of awesome uh, pop culture shows that podcasts that you like to do. You are involved in some fun stuff that uh, we got to remind everybody about. Oh, well, you know, thanks a lot, Ryan. I really appreciate it. First off, thanks for having me. Um, so secondly, uh, let's see, you can find me on all of your social media platforms at Stubby Stan. Uh, and if you want to hear me, if you like what you hear today, you can hear me on uh, the Discovery Debrief podcast where I talk about Star Trek, all things uh, new Star Trek, Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Lower Decks, Star Trek Prodigy, Star Trek... Lots and lots and lots and lots of things. Uh, so if you wanna if you wanna check that out, that features myself, uh, Chris Clow, Dr. Rachel Clow, and uh, frequent uh, pop culture and movie publisher uh, here at IGN, Zaki Hassan. So uh, all of us together, we we talk about uh, Star Trek on your favorite Star Star Trek podcatcher, um, or at DSC Debrief on Twitter. Additionally, if you want to hear about video games, after you hear the news here on Unlocked and, and on IGN, you want to hear like nonsense about video games, you can follow my my new uh, video game podcast. It's a video game debate podcast called Test Your Might. Uh, that is uh, that is create that was created by a Unlocked listener, Mike Anstead, who after seeing me on the the first time here on Unlocked, invited me to come on the show, and I really fell in love with the concept and and the and the crew, and we just have shenanigans. So if you like uh, shows like ESPN's First Take, think ESPN's First Take, but just for video games and complete nonsense and shenanigans. Come check us out at Test Your Might on all your favorite podcatchers. Oh, I love that. So. Uh... Is there is there a Stephen A. Smith equivalent? On, I on the I I most definitely <laughs> may or may not be uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I am egregious. So <laughs> you can't buy Activision right. expect exclusives for PlayStation. No, it, so you just, you just right. Exactly, and, and in fact, um, Testermite lives in infamy as being the very first place that someone predicted that Microsoft would buy Activision. Oh, wow. it, it is a thing that happened in the annals of history. Interesting. Shout out to Rubber Duck. Nice. Uh, yeah. Well, 
Uh, before we get going with the Xbox news, we actually are going to talk Call of Duty here again. I feel like we can't get away from Call of Duty <laughs> I know. Uh, ever since that acquisition happened. But uh, Cicero, I, I got to know as a, yeah. so T- TNG is closest to my heart as far as yes. Star Trek goes. But Picard season one, yes. I, I had some ups and downs with it, but boy, it ended on a real down for me. I, I uh, was not thrilled with, with the, where the story landed. What is your hype level for Picard season two coming off of season one here? It, it it remains high despite your very accurate assessment of what season of the way season one ended. I think that um, the new versions of Star Trek have a particular problem with landing the the the, the closing right, like sticking the landing. Um, I, it feels like they keep they have lots of story and then they realize like three weeks in, Oh crap, we've got two episodes left. We've got to wrap up six hours of story in two hours of television. And that is something that they still have a problem with. Um, I do think that there were some very poignant moments at the end of Picard in the mix of all of that kind of jumbled nonsense. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it still, it's always better to have Star Trek than to not have Star Trek is is my is my personal opinion. I can't argue with you there. And Picard Picard's back this week. Yeah, this week. So I gotta I've I've uh, got to fire my Paramount Plus subscription Man, yeah, back up. Is, yeah. Well, uh, if I, am, you're... I want it to be good. I want yes. season two to be good. I yes. hope it is. Yes. Well, when um, you're when you're ready to discuss whether or not you think it's good, you'll always have a place at Discovery Debrief. I appreciate that. I might yeah. take you up on that. In fact, All I right. did take you up on watching Lower Decks after yes. you were here last time. It's that's really good. Lower Decks, right is, on. I'm glad you like it. Excellent. Yeah, that's, I'm, uh, that I'm glad. I'm glad you really like it. Uh, I would also recommend Prodigy. I'll take that. Yeah, under advice. I'm going to add it to my list of seven thousand <laughs> shows to watch. What, a, what? We're so spoiled with entertainment. Yes, uh, it is. It is the um, future. The future is great. The future is terrible. <laughs> Speaking of spoiled by entertainment, Elden Ring is the talk of the town uh, across the entire gaming community, not just not any specific platform because it's a multi-platform game. Elden Ring with a 10 out of 10 score on IGN, and uh, we were hardly alone in awarding it our highest honor. And boy, everybody's loving it. And and the thing that I want to just discuss real quick with this panel before we move on to, to the rest of the news block is... The fact that uh, that Elden Ring seems to have, by and large, obviously everybody's different, but by and large, lived up to the insane hype that that game had coming in. I mean, you guys remember it, it was like it's like a meme at this point of every Xbox event, every like big company showcase. It's like is Elden is Elden Ring going to be there? And it's out, and it's fantastic. And uh, I want to start with maybe Destin first here. Destin, can you think of another game that had super, super high levels of hype for you or just in general that then actually lived up to it? Because as, as you know, you know, hype often will the, the hype will often exceed reality, uh, which mm-hmm. is which is a function of just human emotion, I guess, more than the actual product itself. But, you know, Elden Ring seems to have matched up. Is there an example from your gaming past that you feel like? also lived up to some stratospheric expectations i mean like metal gear solid 3 maybe would be one that uh had a lot of teasing with 
how the camouflage system would work and everything like that. And then you got to play it and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this this game delivers on a lot of the promises that it had. And it was one of the best Metal Gear stories ever told. So maybe Metal Gear 3, but seeing Elden Ring come out, it got a 10 out of 10 from Mitchell. Spoiler warning <laughs> if you haven't watched the review yet, but uh, it's really good and everybody's just having a great time with it. And it just makes me so happy to see. Stella, how about you? Is there one from your past where you feel like there's a big hype thing that actually lived up to it for you? Titanfall 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked the first one, but I know a lot of people didn't like it. Um, it was also marketed in a way that like was a little misleading about the uh, single player aspect, which there was none. Um, which is now funny thinking about it now since so many games are now doing multiplayer only and not even doing campaign based. So I feel like it was justified. Uh, but yeah, Titanfall to you for sure. Actually, it was really funny. Um, I forgot that Mitchell did the review for Elden Ring. I am playing it, beat the first boss, beat three other bosses as well. But um, <laughs> okay, I, I think I think it is a very good game. I think it li lives up to its uh, uh, score and like the hype. But oh my God. Of course, with every From Software game, there is always some From Software crap that like happens in the fights, right? Like you're a frame off of rolling. Like there are some inconsistencies here and there, but oh, that's part of the game. That's part of the charm. So I'm just like, I think it's a nine out of 10, but that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, Cicero, how about you dipping into yeah. your gaming past? Something that lived up to the high levels of hype that you had for it. You know, this game, and, you know, I'll be a shill when I say this. This game isn't even from my past. It's from everybody's present. And and that is uh, GTA V, Grand Theft Auto V. Mm. Um, you know, okay. here's a game that, uh, I mean, yes, they had unlimited time and unlimited money as as uh, TM, as you would like to say, uh, Ryan, mm -hmm. um, when it when it comes to developing that game. But one of the things that one of the, the big conversations about that game was, the big gimmick, right? And the big gimmick of the the uh, single player was changing characters, right? Being yeah. able to change the characters on the fly. And everyone, everyone looked at that and said, oh, this is just going to be a gimmick. It's just something else, something new that they're adding to it just to kind of do something different. But it really, really had big stakes in the way that the narrative worked and it, and it was implemented so well. Um, and you know, I mean, Rockstar, again, they do have unlimited time and they do have kind of unlimited money when it comes to building these games. Um, that time and that money was, was seen in, in what we were able to play. Uh, and, uh, you know, hell, we're, we're three, three generations from that game being launched yep. and it is still at the top of the charts. It's coming it, out again in uh, two yeah. weeks from today. Two weeks, right. <laughs> I can't wait to play it again on everything that I own. Um, it, yeah, I, I just, as, as much as uh, the, the teams over at, at rockstar get for being kind of who they are, um, you still have to give them their props when it, with respect to, just what they're able to what they were able to accomplish uh with most of their games but but especially gta 5 it's a good pick yeah and i don't know if you were kidding about playing it again but i i am gonna play it again like i've actually i've had the itch for kind of since the since the series x showed up i was like i want i want to play gta 5 again because <laughs> i haven't played it since it came i mean like when it went to the its second generation as you noted when it went to the right. the xbox one and added that first person mode 
I jumped into it just to kind of poke around with that first person mode, but I didn't play the whole thing again. Right. Uh, Cause that was what, that was only one year after it had right. come out. It came out the right. second time on the, the next right. generation, but now it's been so long. I actually do want to play it again, especially at 60 frames and in 4k sure. on series X. So I'm actually looking forward to diving back into that. Although uh, I got to play Tunic first, which I'm wearing my oh, Tunic yes. shirt today. I, I ordered this to support the team. I love nice. this shirt. They need to make a plush, though, because my, my daughter is obsessed with stuffed animals. Like, so if you I. saw her bedroom upstairs, it's just like, <laughs> it's it's probably a fire hazard. But, uh, oh God. yeah, there I needs need to, to be a tunic plush. You should see my bedroom. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Ryan, I'm going to take a picture of all my plushies and send it to you. It is also a fire hazard. <laughs> well, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll bet my you'd be fast friends with my daughter then, no doubt. Um, I'll come over and babysit. I'll, I'll Great, that in, sounds excellent. Yeah, I'll that take, sounds, I'll sounds take good to us. In, uh, please, in please doggy cuddles these. and uh, uh, cookies from Destin Legary, if you order I, them for me. Yes, I can easily <laughs> order the cookies. We have everything else. Perfect, and, uh, we got a deal. <laughs> my wife and I would love a date night out. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> but I would say my answer for this uh, is Halo 2. That's the one, like... Mm. No, not that I mean, GTA five is, would be up there on my list as far as, uh, you know, super high levels of hype that actually came through. But that one, boy, I, and I know I'm dating myself a bit with Halo two, but in that game, there was, if you lived through that time, uh, it, it was, I mean, it, the game had been coming for three years, you know, it's 2004 after of course, Halo one debuted with the console in 2001. And, you know, we did, a couple of magazine covers at OXM, which were huge deals for us, not just for our audience, but to actually, when it actually came out and the, that multiplayer, I mean, the campaign was fen- phenomenal as well. And the whole Arbiter reveal, uh, which they'd kept under wraps. And then the multiplayer being this literal game changer. I mean, it was, that was it just changed the industry with that multiplayer system, the, uh, you know, on Xbox live that, that's my, that'll always be my answer to that one where it just it somehow lived up to that hype and and uh probably exceeded it for me so uh El- hopefully Elden Ring is doing the same out there for a lot of players we're just hearing from the IGN audience everybody's having a ball with it so uh congrats to From Software on an absolute masterpiece with Elden Ring All right back to Call of Duty as promised <laughs> another week another Call of Duty story this I f- you know, it's unfortunate <sighs> in the way that... Not back to Call of Duty, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> we do this... You've been destined. Yeah, we... Uh, this this is just... We do a show once a week, and s- sometimes we just miss something. And that's and sometimes we catch it like the morning of, and we get it in. Uh, this time, we just missed it. So after we recorded last week, Jason Schreier at Bloomberg with a, a pretty big scoop the typical annual Call of Duty release planned for next year, not this year, because you know this year is Modern Warfare 2, or whatever they actually title it. But next year's Call of Duty has been delayed to 2024. So according to Bloomberg, sources familiar with the situation, executives in charge of the franchise have made the decision early after, quote, a recent entry in the series failed to meet expectations leading them to believe that Call of Duty's current annual cadence of releases was too rapid. The decision is reportedly unrelated to the recent Microsoft purchase of the publisher, and the 2022 Call of Duty release is still on track. The, quote, recent entry 
is most likely Call of Duty Vanguard. I don't know what else it would possibly be, which faced a release competition with Battlefield 2042 this past holiday season, as well as the free-to-play Call of Duty Warzone. A previous report noted that Vanguard sales had also been suffering due to players feeling fatigued at Call of Duty's constant release cadence, making them less interested in buying a new entry every year, which we've been talking about a lot, actually, the fatigue on this show the last uh, few weeks. Activision has reached out to IGN with a, uh, a statement on Bloomberg's report, and we got the uh, we got the non the non-answer, non-denial denial, which is this, quote, we have an exciting slate of premium and free-to-play Call of Duty experiences for this year, next year, and beyond. Reports of anything otherwise are incorrect. We look forward to sharing more details when the time is right. Which, you know, not denying their uh, the Bloomberg report really there in any meaningful way. So, uh, see, guys? Microsoft buys Activision, and as soon as they take over in 2023, when the deal goes through, no Call of Duty on PlayStation. See? Except for the part where it won't be on anything in 2023. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Cicero, let me go to you first here as our guest of honor. Your reaction to Call of Duty missing a year for the first time in 15 years. Uh, Thank goodness. Um, you know, so it, it reminded me of another Activision title um, that was much ballyhooed and and beloved, but universally beloved. Um, that is Guitar Hero. And they took that series and they ran it into the ground so much so that it just didn't become palatable anymore. Um, and the last thing that Activision wants to do is take away another cash cow from themselves. Uh, so I applaud their ability to to be uh, smart enough to realize like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Let's not repeat the, our history, um, which they're they're want to do because, you know, the whole point is, hey, we're a company. We make money. We have shareholders. We're beholden to those shareholders. And, you know, and and. Uh, I think last week, Stella, you said like, you know, Activision doesn't have a lot of games. Blizzard has lots of games. Activision doesn't have a lot outside of Call of Duty. So, it, you know, it really does take a lot of guts to sit back and say, all right, we're going to take the one title from this division of our organization that is actually making us money and and hold off for a little while and be thoughtful about what the next version of this game is going to be uh, so that we can continue to squeeze blood from this stone. Um, So yeah, kudos to them. Well, you made me, you made me kind of sad bringing up (laughs) guitar hero because you know, I think how great if, if, I mean, I know that the, the, the plastic instrument genre has been dead for quite some time and you're right. Like that was, they were pumping out three or four, of those of guitar hero, you know, of some version of it uh, by the end there. How great if, if that, if the plastic instrument genre had managed to live on, if it, if it could have been sustained, maybe it couldn't have, but how great would that have been during the pandemic when you're just trapped with your like family members or roommates to have had rock band and guitar hero still sort of thriving, but yeah. Until, uh, until one of those controllers broke and then you oh had God. to go and find one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Uh, Stella, your thoughts here on, you know, you've been pretty vocal about uh, being one of the people that have been pretty tired of Call of Duty. So what do you think of this? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm I don't, I'm fine with it. Thank God. Okay, Destin, that means my time's freed up for when this uh, <laughs> when this would have launched. So I'm good. Um, no, but for I I think um, I mean. <sighs> I don't think they're going to be losing out on that much money. Like, yes, there will be this sale of the game that they would be losing out on. But honestly, Warzone is still doing just fine. Like all of these. I mean, and I, I actually played um, Black Ops Cold War multiplayer the other day with uh, a couple of people. And it had a great population as well. So all of these games are still doing well. You can still buy cosmetics for uh, every season and it applies to each game that has released recently so it's they're gonna do fine like they are not really losing out that much on money but i think they do realize that in them pushing out things annually they are actively losing uh more credibility with their work and more quality and in order for them to get back to this prestige fps uh company title they they realize oh we gotta pull back and rethink our strategy because obviously this annual release especially with the live at uh, with a live service game like Warzone, it is getting really hard to keep up with. And players are also getting pretty tired of keeping up with all these different games, the gun meta changes, which, again, I'm very happy about the gun meta changes uh, every season. Like, it gets kind of annoying um, to have something stay so stagnant. But at the same time, they do have to figure out a balance between these full games that are releasing and uh, also balancing out with Warzone because they do change the games every year. They do change Warzone every year to match the new uh, title that comes out. So I think I think maybe they're finally taking this into consideration. Destin, how about you? Good. <laughs> it's needed to happen for a long time. Say, Destin, we're on a podcast. One more yeah. answers. Don't cut it. <laughs> Multiple choice answer. Good. Done. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very glad that they're delaying it. I think it's going to be great for the developers to, at the very least, rest and maybe get a little bit of the, uh, the creative mojo back, so to speak, right? I think uh, taking a healthy break is always good for any video game franchise that has had an annualized release for as long as I can remember. Um, hopefully this also allows time for the merger to finish because there's going to be a lot of new things that they're going to have to figure out. Like, are there going to be layoffs? What's going to be happening after the merger takes place? There's a lot of questions still up in the air about how things are going to change once that goes through in 2023. So, yeah, if it yeah. goes through. Yeah, I uh, the the game that franchise that comes to mind. I, I thought you were going there, Destin. It's you're you're right on the edge of it with uh, what you were saying there. But Dan Stapleton pointed this out, which was a, I think a great observation of a game, a, a long running annual franchise that that took a year off and and really benefited from it, and it did breathe new life and and renewed interest in it. And that's Assassin's Creed. Remember, Assassin's Creed was annualized. For quite a while, they finally took a year off and they came back with Odyssey. That was, of course, when they really kind of reinvented the game, reinvented the franchise as more of a of an open world, full on role playing game than just a kind of you know action adventure stealth thing. And and Assassin's Creed is is as uh, creatively strong and uh, commercially strong as ever these days. So I think that's a good a good historical comp there that uh, that our friend Mr. Stapleton pointed out. Now, uh, I, the, the one like tinfoil hat conspiracy theory thing that came to mind here that I'll, sh that I'll share, but I want to preface this by saying there's, I'm probably completely wrong and <laughs> I don't, 
know what I'm talking about here, but I think it's a fair thought to at least entertain and maybe go around the room. But, you know, if you look at, we're talking about even Activision's talking about uh, this, you know, little, little fatigue on the franchise. Well, you look at the, the, the games that have not done as well. Like if you look, are there ones that stand out that have been a little disappointing in one way or another? Well, Activision themselves, without saying it, said, well, we had we just had Sledgehammer's Call of Duty uh, Vanguard. And before that, uh, there was Call of Duty World War II. And it, it, whereas Infinity Ward did the Modern Warfare reboot, which did very well. Uh, Treyarch has done the Black Ops series. And it seems like the common link there is Sledgehammer, which... If you look back, not that they've made, I'm not saying they've made a bad game, not saying that at all, but uh, ever since the studio heads, Michael Condry and Glenn Schofield left uh, and sort of leaving that, and and they took a lot of talent with them, by the way, Uh, I know Condry did to to, uh, his new studio, 2K, it's, you have to wonder, there's clearly been a lot of turnover at Sledgehammer, and you have to wonder, like, oh, does this pushing out the 2023 game could it be buying some time for uh, Activision to either find a new third studio to, to take over that, that third spot in the Call of Duty rotation or to just try and re-staff up, sort of you know, do some new hiring and, and inject some new talent and maybe leadership at Sledgehammer? Yeah, there's probably nothing to that super tinfoil hat thought here. But just looking at the recent Call of Duty games and and how they've been received and how they've done, that was one thing that occurred to me. I do. I want. I want to say something though. I think there's been a lot of uh, negativity surrounding Vanguard's release and even Activision themselves saying, "Oh, it's so disappointing." It's like number two, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's right. like number two on the sales charts, and they're Absolutely. like, "It's a disaster." <laughs> I can't believe how bad it's doing. I'm just like, you're still like breaking records, probably. Or like you're in second place and you have been for months, like maybe a billion dollars is okay every now and then, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> How you know, dare Destin, you? you're, you're absolutely right. The problem with just business in general at, mm-hmm. in, you know, major in major corporations is when you've been number one for 14 straight years, suddenly number two is a problem, right? Like yeah. and if you're a shareholder, if you're like, that's, and, and there, I agree. Like that's not healthy, but like it's not sustainable. <laughs> Eventually no. that can't be true anymore, mm-hmm. but that is the reality of how corporations behave. And that's like what investors expect. So it's a, it's a weird, it's a, it's a difficult place to be in, no doubt. Like it's, it's uh, uh, yeah, Ryan, you're you're fi- we're five minutes away from a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, well, at some at some point, something's got to give. So if this is the year where they don't meet their expectations or whatever by being number two, then good, take that break, give the devs a break, get the creative mojo back, and come back swinging with another great. Call of Duty. And I just want to say, I think Vanguard looks amazing. Like, I think the developers did a really, really good job graphically. I played the first few missions. There's some really, really cool stuff that they do with, like, uh, the the paratrooper that's hanging there and that sort of leads you through the level. And I liked it. Uh, It just didn't resonate with the the wider audience. But, 
like to say that like there's nothing visually wrong with this it all looks <laughs> good it's franchise fatigue that's yeah. the problem right and right. I mean, it, it's also fair to say, I mean, Bloomberg cited it in their own report, although I think we could we could add to that in the sense that uh, it wasn't just Battlefield and it wasn't just Warzone that that Vanguard had to contend with in the fall mm -hmm. of 2021. It was also Halo, uh, yeah. both the free to play multiplayer component and the campaign. Right. And uh, I mean, throw Far Cry 6 in there, too. Like that's that's a big game that reviewed pretty well, was pretty well liked and seemingly sold pretty well. So the first person, like the AAA first person shooter space was probably, probably had its busiest quarter, busiest fall season in a lot of years. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. every year we always get the Call of Duty, but uh, we don't always get all those other ones all at the same time. So it was a, it was a really jam packed uh, first Q4 for first person shooters this past year. So we'll just keep an eye. We'll see. Uh, at least we've got Modern Warfare 2 to look forward to this year, which is that I'm looking forward to it. I really, really liked Infinity Ward's reboot from a, from a few years ago. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what they do this year. Uh, next this week, while uh, Valve's president, Gabe Newell, has shared that he doesn't think the company needs its own version of Game Pass, like a, a Steam Game Pass, he has said that he'd be, quote, more than happy to work with Microsoft to get Game Pass on Steam. He said, I don't think it's something that we think we need to do ourselves building a subscription service at this time, but for their customers, meaning Microsoft's customers, it's clearly a popular option, and we'd be more than happy to work with them to get that on Steam. So, uh, Stella, let me go your way first. Yeah. I Hopefully, Microsoft is like already calling. Hey, <laughs> this right? is why everybody's talking about it. The um, Steam Deck. Everybody is super stoked. Yes, he's about... holding, for, for our listeners. He's holding up the Steam Here Deck. It is. <laughs> yes, uh, Destin is flexing right now. If you're yeah. only right. listening on audio, <laughs> holding up one of the like seven Steam Decks that are currently <laughs> that, that exists. exists. Right. Yeah. No, they're getting out there. They're getting out there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah Stella, go ahead. This makes sense. Like, yeah, PC, like the PC Games Pass is great already. So why not already put it on a platform? And there are already options for us to like, hey, do you want to say on Steam that you're playing this game on Xbox Game Pass? Link your accounts. We already have that sort of established um, connection. I, yeah, this totally could happen. I don't see why not. This is a thing that absolutely could happen and honestly probably should. It would make things a lot better for it. I feel like it would be good for both platforms, both PC and Xbox. Um, I feel like the two consoles have kind of become intertwined more over the last couple of years. And this would really kind of help solidify that and share those audiences, uh, especially with crossplay becoming such a thing in um, so many games. I feel like this was just make it so much fast, so much easier because some of the games that you have on Xbox Game Pass, you actually can't play with your friend on Steam because sometimes there isn't that cross right. uh, app functionality. So this would make it way more open to so many more people and you know more people might be like hey why don't i why don't i invest in this xbox game pass thing hmm and then oh what's this there are other games on steam interesting let me take a look into that you know it would just open up so many more avenues for both audiences well i couldn't agree more if you are watching us on video you're watching this video that valve <laughs> made and they shared on their social channels of gabe newell going and hand delivering uh, presumably in the greater Seattle area where Valve is based, 
uh, the first wave of Steam decks. I watched this video, I have to, and, and just quick tangent, I have to say, some of these people were really, like, not in th- excited at all about, <laughs> about, like, games showing up at their door. and uh, With a camera and, crew. With, with a, right. yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and actually having their, you know, they were one of the first people to get the Steam Deck. And I, I just, that's what cracked me up about this video. Some people were like, thanks. <laughs> and then that was kind of it. <laughs> like, really? Uh, that, that's, uh, right. That's that's your reaction? Like, give me right. your Steam Deck if you're not going to get excited about it. But right. see, I wish you came here. Right. 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 Yeah, Gabe, come on down to San Francisco. Yeah. Well, right. That, we'll that Uber Eats that. dude had a really white beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, Cicero, are you ordering? Yeah. Are you interested in the Steam Deck? And if uh, either way, would would Game Pass being natively available on Steam Deck make you more interested in the device? So I, I've really been on the fence about whether or not I have a, if I am the use case for a Steam Deck, um, someone actually, we, we were having this conversation on, uh, on our show, Test Your Might, cheap plug, um, about, about this issue specifically. And I initially said no. And then someone reminded me that the game that I have married is Elite Dangerous. Um, which is a space game by Frontier Developments. Really, yeah. really great, nerdy, nerdy, nerdy game uh, that I own on console and on PC, and I play in VR, and I've got um, the like flight sticks and stuff like that. So I'm doing all sorts of stuff. I'm you know super immersed. Um, but what I realize is that with the Steam Deck, I can do some of the more mundane things that I would do in Elite Dangerous on the Steam Deck while I'm watching TV or doing some other things. Um, those players, the the six people that are listening to us right now that also play Elite Dangerous know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, so like that was my use case for it. Um, outside of that, like I feel like I've got, you know, I've got multiple <laughs> Xbox series. I have an Xbox Series S and X. I have a PS5. I've got a gaming PC that that is pretty pretty capable right now so i don't and i'm not going anywhere i work from home now luckily yeah. uh so you know i don't really need uh another device to play my games on uh, a portable device to play my games on now what i'm confused about or at least curious about is the logistics of game pass going to steam right uh being part of steam is there um a financial deal that's going to take place when, with respect to that? Um, is it just going to be a portal or an app that is on the Steam Deck and on your Steam app and, you know, whatever it is on, on your PC uh, that you can just kind of dive into and just use? Because if that's the case, that's great, right? Like w- one thing that uh, a a person that exists in pop culture right now in uh, industrialized uh, countries probably has the same issue that I have is I've got 17,000 different uh, streaming subscriptions that, that I ha- currently have. I also have all of the gaming subscriptions, you name them, I've got them. Right. And the, the last thing that I want, you know, the last thing that happens is when I go to one of those games or I think, Oh, I want to play this game. I've got to think, oh, well, is it in the Epic Store? Is it on Steam? Is it on Game Pass? Like, if there is a way to consolidate all of those things, just like the streaming service, if there's a way to consolidate all of those things, 
please sign me up so I can do it. So I can just go to one place and play the things that I want or watch the things that I want. Um, that's awesome. But like the business around doing that, right? Like it'd be really interesting to see the Steam Deck be the preferred place to just play your Game Pass games and nobody's playing Steam games, right? Well, it won't be nobody, but but people are, are using it to play Game Pass games and instead of Steam games. And then so Microsoft is making the money that Steam could be making with their own device. Well said. I mean, I, I by the way, we're again on video. We were watching we were watching our own Destin Legary playing Forza Horizon five on it for, for a minute. There. And, <laughs> and God of like, War and Elden oh, Ring yeah. and Elden Ring. Yeah, it's just like and well, Final I, Fantasy I 14. Oh, oh, my God, that's right. You can play. It. Oh, that's that's yeah. why I want it. I could but just, you know, I'll tell you, I, Stella, yeah. I thought I thought you really hit it. Like, I, I'm with you. And I Doom. think this seems like a great fit for both of them to, to make happen, both Valve and Microsoft, because I agree with you. I think if if Game Pass gamers see that there is a way to play leg- legitimately play portably in a in a meaningful and like relatively high end way, they're going to want to get a Steam Deck because that's Microsoft's whole ethos now is to meet players where they are, right? Whether right. it's on a console, whether it's on a PC, whether it's on a phone, why not this? And I think you hit it on the on the head when you said uh, that that if that happens, if Game Pass is on Steam, you're going to get uh, players, Game Pass players, seeing the million games on Steam and, and buying games on Steam and playing more over there. So I just don't see uh, how this wouldn't be a win for, mm-hmm. for both companies. The, the, the trick is a technical one. You know, yeah. SteamOS is Linux-based. It's, uh, so Microsoft just needs to write a native Proton app to sort of do all the hookups and handshakes with the with the you know the windows store basically there's uh, a few I'm problems like, with it ryan i'd like to chime in yeah please please do yeah so there's a few problems right now uh linux the os has an issue running anti-cheat so that's right. one of the hurdles yeah. that they've been trying to get over so meaning games like i mean they're not on game pass well destiny was but it's not anymore. You can't run Destiny. You can't run Lost Ark. Basically, anything with anti-cheat in it. Well, I think Halo, uh, Halo is, Infinite might be part of this as well because it's there. Yeah, Infinite's Halo Infinite on Steam, but it doesn't work on the Steam Deck yet. You are correct. So those are some of the issues Seth and I encountered really, really early on. Now the games we did play, like Forza Horizon, uh, it ran fairly well. I remember Linus Tech Tips said he had some issues, but they were patching this thing so frequently as we were recording. Like I re- shot most of the B-roll. Obviously, not this shot of Seth holding his thing but uh his steam deck but um (laughs) for our audio listeners uh yeah Uh, (laughs) but uh yeah so the 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 console whatever you want to call it the handheld is it's really good and here i'm playing in desktop mode just straight up desktop so you want all your subscription services boot it up into desk desktop mode and you can watch netflix disney plus all of that stuff the main thing is that Windows drivers still are not available, AMD. So um, a lot of people, Seth included, came to the same consensus. It feels like unfinished hardware. There's a lot of things that they have to figure out yet before it can see its full potential. And it is a PC. So people who aren't into trying to figure out how to get games to run, like older games and stuff like that, that just want to play and, and go, basically, as soon as they boot it up, they might be confused as to why something like 
Grand Theft Auto takes a little bit of fiddling to get to work properly. Like you have to yeah. run it in proton experimental mode, for example, but you can get it working. And I like that stuff, but I'm sort of into tech things. <laughs> so I don't know that that will be for everybody. And then um, I kind of went off on a tangent there. That's there was okay. one other last thing I wanted to touch on with the Steam Deck. Uh, it is really cool. Uh, when it works, it is so awesome to be sitting on your couch playing God of War, to be playing uh, Elden Ring, or I, I spent way too much time just playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I couldn't, like, I, I had to roll a new character because I had to buy the Steam version of the game. There's some complications with oh. Final Fantasy fourteen accounts mm. and stuff mm. like that, and I think I did it wrong. But whatever, I got the footage. So anyway, I, I leveled up to like level 12 just playing on my Steam Deck. I played and killed a boss. My first boss in Elden Ring was killed on the Steam Deck. I, I really love this handheld. When it works, it is it is awesome. It has so, so much potential. And I'm really excited about it. And I realized what I was rambling about. I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> uh, okay. The one caveat to the, the Valve Xbox Game Pass deal that I have to imagine that Phil Spencer... Who has said he's talking to Valve about this? It's the revenue sharing. They charge thirty percent. Uh, I briefly worked at a developer, and it is a major sticking point yeah. where developers are like, "That's a that's a lot of money to pay somebody to have your services there." So of course, Valve's like, "Yeah, we'd love to have Game Pass on here, but how much of a cut are they going to get? They have to come mm -hmm. to a am True. amicable." Uh, plan that works for xbox and works for valve and how much of that is going to impact what microsoft can offer to the developers who decide to become part of game pass because that's the whole reason game pass has been successful this far because they've managed to make it sustainable according to xbox but also you know offer developers their startup costs basically to develop games that will hit on game pass so there's those are some of the things that i consider when i hear this story everybody was like game pass is gonna have 100 million subscribers and then uh i'm just like well i would hold your horse a little bit because they need to figure out that 30 percent. it's too much yeah fair point and and it's uh hey. Ryan, Go can ahead. I can I derail your your uh, podcast even more? Uh, Destin, I've got a question for you. So you said that the hardware isn't ready. Is it that the hardware isn't ready or the software isn't ready uh, with respect to the uh, Steam Deck? You, so you, you were saying like, you know, right. after you guys, you were talking about like, oh, the the. This, this, the, their drivers and, you know, driver complications and what have you. Mm -hmm. So is it the hardware is not ready or is it the, that the software isn't ready? It's an issue with Linux. Linux and right. anti-cheat don't play well together. So if you right. want to dual boot into Windows, you need the AMD graphics drivers in order to have Windows play any games. So you can install right. Windows right now. It just can't do anything. It sure. can't run any games because you can't install the uh, hardware or the hardware drivers specifically right. onto yeah. the unit. And there's no way to do that. We're just waiting on Valve and AMD to sort that out. Right. So, but, but that's, but that is ultimately, that's a software issue, right? So like if they, they can figure out how to optimize the hardware via software, they can make those things work, correct? If they get Windows working. It's going to be yeah. great, I think. Okay. But there's other things to consider. Sure. Uh, it, it's a, I believe it's a multi-core system. So how is Windows going to integrate with that? How much power is Windows actually going to have? Is Windows going to be uh, bogging down your games? We weren't able to test things like that. So, um, 
yeah, you're kind of getting in the territory where I would actually consult somebody and just be like, hey, so what sort of limitations will we be looking at on the Windows platform for a device like this? Or I would have to do more testing because I can't test it right now, you know? Well, sure. the bottom line for this is if this gets figured out, whether it's, you know, technical, financial, uh, et cetera, if Game Pass ends up with like natively working on Steam Deck, given that because we know Microsoft has and they, they've talked the talk and walked the walk on fully supporting PC with first party games, every first party Microsoft game is on PC day and date. So if Game Pass does get on to the Steam Deck in a in a native, easy to use way, the Steam Deck instantaneously becomes the Xbox handheld, the X-Boy, as it always used to be called. It instantly becomes the Xbox handheld that we always wanted. Point blank. So that's that's the exciting part to me. Yeah, it already kind of is because if you have Game Pass and you sign in, it just lets you play a lot of the games. So like Forza. Exactly. Or you might still need to buy it. What did you say, Stella? Does it work? What? Does game do Game Pass games work on Steam or do you still have to purchase oh. them on Steam? You got to buy um, them on Steam. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Can, you got to buy them you, again. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. You can do like a linking process, but it's not like the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Or you can use your browser. You can yeah. use your browser and just <laughs> log in. I don't know. Well, that would work. That would work. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, yeah. Phil, Gabe, let's make this happen because it's, uh, it's, it's, it, it subscribes to the ethos of both companies, both Valve and Microsoft. It's too good to not happen. Let's make it happen. Uh, speaking of Halo Infinite, we've mentioned that once or twice today. It won two awards at the DICE Awards, uh, which are voted on by developers in Las Vegas last week. So Halo Infinite winning Best Action Game of the Year, as well as Online Game of the Year, with Forza Horizon 5 taking home, predictably, Best Racing Game of the Year. <laughs> and Phil Spencer uh, gave a, a wonderful acceptance speech for his lifetime achievement award that he was uh, he was given at the Dice Conference this past week, so congratulations to Phil Spencer, to Three Four Three Industries, and to Playground Games, all very very well deserved. And by the way, if you're curious, the overall Game of the Year winner at Dice this year was just like with the Game Awards, which was voted on by media us. Uh, <laughs> you had It Takes Two winning the Dice. Game of the Year award. So another big win for Joseph Ferris and his team at Hazelight. And then uh, finally here, because we are running a little short on time, I do want to hit on Game Pass and Games with Gold. We've got our March Xbox Game Pass games. Speaking of Game Pass, <laughs> the big news here, uh, and Destin, I want to maybe come back to you next week, maybe give you a little homework here. <laughs> Flight Simulator is, uh, of course, it's on P it came, debuted on PC and it came to Series X later. It was the very first first party uh, Series X next, you know, next gen exclusive, cannot be played mm -hmm. on Xbox One until now. It is, as we've talked about before, this was announced and now it's actually out and it's there. You can play Microsoft Flight Simulator on your Xbox One via Xbox Cloud Gaming. So that's available right now. And they are, it's Series X, uh, Series X's in the cloud that are powering this to the Xbox One. Elsewhere, uh, who started to talk? Go ahead. 
I got the OG back there. I'm ready to try it out. That's exciting. Mine is uh, already mothballed. Like, I mean, the Series X is a a complete replacement. I don't even know. It's it's just buried. You know what? Is that? Oh, there it is. It's like hiding in the corner over there. It's poor thing. (laughs) Served me well for a long time. Um, The rest of Game Pass. So that's out now. Uh, as is Far, Changing Tides, which our own Tom Marks liked. Uh, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy Thirteen is on Thursday, March 3rd. Next week, Kentucky Route Zero on the 10th. Lawn Mowing Simulator on March 10th as well. And our, inarguably this month's headliner for Game Pass. Another month, another big game on Game Pass. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy which took home a lot of end-of-year awards from various outlets. Young Souls on March 10th. Uh, so, yeah, pretty solid month. Cicero, it's, uh, you play that Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy yet? I, I My game of the year last year. Nice. Um, it, it was, it, man, what a fantastic game. Uh, you, you know, I, I'm so upset because I spent money on that game. I love the game, right? <laughs> like, But I'm also spending money on Game Pass. I just bought... Uh, a uh, free guy at the beginning of the year, the the Ryan Reynolds film, um, because I really wanted to see it, hadn't gone to the movie theater to go and see it. Um, but I bought the movie, and then three weeks later, it was available on HBO Max, which is a subscription service okay. that I own. And now it's on Disney Plus, which is also a subscription service that I own. So I just wasted more money, right? And I wasted money. Get I didn't waste money getting Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy because it was fantastic. I was very happy to have played it when I did. But uh, man, what a what a fantastic game! I just downloaded uh, right before the show. Far um, uh, again, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Elite Dangerous. That comes from Frontier Development, so I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Whenever they create uh, a game and it is painless for me to download it. Um, so I have downloaded Jurassic World, um, those Jurassic Park simulator zoo yes. tycoon games that they've that they've created. And I'm looking forward to playing far. So um, Viva La Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Never apologize for supporting, you know, creators, whether it's right. know, game developers by buying the game or, or filmmakers by buying the movie. But I I totally know what you mean. It's like. You are still supporting them by playing it if it's in Game Pass because those right. feed into the metrics and presumably feeds back into whatever financial arrangement they've got. But yeah, that you know at least you got three weeks. It wasn't like the next day or because right. <laughs> that, <laughs> that certainly happens to people sometimes. Right? That like, that has that has definitely yesterday. happened to me. Right, <laughs> it's definitely happened to me. Uh, Stella, how about you? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing Guardians of the Galaxy is your standout here, but. Have you have you spent any time with that or any of these other looking forward to any of these other Game Pass entries this month? I have not played. I was gifted it on Steam, but now that it's on Xbox, I may just like I got so I got two new TVs, so I may just like go and play that in bed. Like, why not? <laughs> so I might just play that when it comes out on uh, uh, March 10th. So I mean. It might, it might just be one of those like actual offline games that I play for myself because I know there's a lot of dialogue, which has kept me from like, usually when I stream, that's like the time that I have to game. So I'm like, oh, if I'm going to game, may as well stream it, right? Because that's how I've been doing it for like seven years. Um, but because there is so much dialogue, I always felt really weird about like talking over it through streaming. So I'm like, maybe I'll just play it on my own. So I think that might be a game that like I actually just have for me time. So I'm very excited about that. Nice. Destin, how about you? Um. Great news, you know. Uh, I'm really, really happy to see that more people are going to get to play 
Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I really hope uh, Square Enix can, you know, uh, figure out how to make something meet their expectations for once. <laughs> but, and uh, maybe this will help get it there. I agree. Yeah, they seem to set very high expectations for their stuff, yeah. and then they end up disappointing themselves. Tons of praise, great sales, fail to meet expectations. It's a story <laughs> oh that keeps... Come on, Square. <laughs> <laughs> and we already know for April, at least for us baseball fans, we've already got MLB The Show Day 1 to look forward to at the beginning of April. It's going to be the only baseball we get this season. The real, The real players are probably... We probably won't see them on a field for a while, thanks to the, you know... The, the owners just not wanting to let these players get out and, and make a living and play. But anyway, uh, games with gold real fast too. Flame in the Flood, that's the highlight. Don't sleep on that. That's available all month long. Street Power Soccer from the middle of the month to the middle of April. Sacred 2 Fallen Angel from the 1st to the 15th of this month. And SpongeBob's Truth or Square uh, from the 16th to the 31st as well. All right, let's do trivia before we get out of here. This is a good one. Jeremy from New York, his gamer tag is, uh, I guess it's Zio Mafia. And he asks this, in Gears of War 3, a new character was introduced named Jason Stratton. This character was supposed to be voiced by an, at the time, up and coming hip hop artist, but that artist backed out due to scheduling conflicts and was replaced by Michael B. Jordan, if you think back to Gears 3. So which one of these artists was originally going to voice Jace Stratton in Gears of War 3? Was it Drake? Was it Trey Songs? Was it Childish Gambino? Or was it Chance the Rapper? Stella, I'll go your way first on this one. Oh, God. Uh, A Gears question, Miranda's not here. Go figure. I but. know. Um, shoot. How long ago was Gears 3? 20... 11, oh, I believe. I thought you were going to oh. say 20 years. I was like, Ryan, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm old. <laughs> when he graduated high school, though. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oops. That's not better, Stella. <laughs> Oops. Um, oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, C? Is it Gambino? Okay. I mean, he's, All right. he's, a, he's a bit of a nerd. I feel like I could I could see it. All right. Destin, how about you? I was going to say C also, so I'll just stick with it. All right. You guys are going, swimming together on this one. That's cool. I don't like the way you're saying that, Ryan. What? <laughs> Cicero, you've got the final word here. Do you want to get it right? Or do you want to go with Destin and stuff? Right. Right. So, so 20, 2011, right? That's what, that's what you're saying. Up and coming rapper 2011. You can't Google it. I'm going to dare, I'm going to dare to be different and say Drake. Okay. Drake. Drake. See, I just thought he's too big, right? Yeah, I'm wrong, Destin. It was Drake. Get out of here! Really? Yes, Cicero on the board. All right. Nicely done, Cicero. Good job. Yeah, I'm just. um, Right. I'm I'm just one point behind the leaders now. You are. That's right. You are in the thick of this, man. We're not doing good this year. <laughs> it's March already, you guys. Come yeah. on. First point, Come and on. that was it. I'm never getting any other points after this. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jeremy from New York. Excellent question there. That's yeah. that's a good one. I like that. New York is represent. Yes, bravo to Cicero for being the only panelist to get it right this week. 
If anybody out there has an Xbox trivia question that you want to try and stump the panel with, please send it my way. The email address is unlocked at IGN.com. Include the question for multiple choice answers. Note the correct one in your email. Don't forget your name. And if you would like it read on the air, your gamer tag as well. And that brings us to the end of Unlocked 533. Cicero, it's been a pleasure having you back once again, my friend. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very, very much for having me. This was a blast. Um, I love I love being able to talk Xbox news with uh, knowledgeable people. So and that, remind that us again, like to you, laugh and smile. Yes, all the that time. is the goal. <laughs> remind us again where we can find you now that we've all had a great fun hour with you. Let's uh, where can folks check out your excellent shows. All right. Well, you can uh, follow me on all social media platforms at Stubby Stan, S-T-U-B-B-Y-S-T-A-N. Don't follow Stabby Stan. He's a different guy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, also uh, check out the Discovery Debrief podcast if you love Star Trek, uh, especially if you're uh, a fan of the current iterations of Star Trek. Please check us out. Um, We're Star Trek fans. We love the show. Uh, please come and interact with us on all your favorite podcatchers. Uh, also, if you enjoy video game news and like shenanigans, please check out uh, the Test Your Might podcast where we debate video game news every week. Uh, so uh, check us out at Test Your Might on all your favorite podcatchers. Um, also at the 90s First on Twitter, uh, which is completely different. So you can follow us. So that'd be great. Um Additionally, if you check us out on YouTube, we're looking for, we're trying to get to 100 subscribers on YouTube so that we can get our own personalized link and send it out at Test Your Might or the 90s Froze. So uh, Podcast Unlock Community, help us out. Um, also, uh, one additional shout out. I am not on the show anymore, uh, the Spawn on Me podcast, but the Spawnies, uh, they're our version of the Game of the Year uh, dropped uh, back at the end of January Go on YouTube, check out the Spawnies. Khalif Adams did an incredible job producing the Spawnies this year. So if I've got my time to do anything, uh, I got to plug my brother, Brother Numsi, uh, Khalif Adams, and the Spawnies. Brilliant. Love that. And yes, he did a fantastic job with that this year. That was great to see. Stella, want to sign off here? Oh, my, my socials? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, sign off. I was like, okay, bye. Let's leave. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Parallax Stella everywhere. I'm currently playing through Elden Ring right now. Uh, so, oh, and I just I just speed ran through the castle area. So, yeah, if you want to see what that's all about, I stream every day after work at like 6 p.m. PST. So, yeah. Excellent. Destin? Yeah, hey, you might have seen me sneaking one of my own cookies here. I make cookies. You can check those out. Don't get high on your own supply, man. Yeah, I can't help it. They're really good. Um, Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Destin Legary, and you can watch my YouTube stuff over at the Destin channel. But uh, stay tuned to IGN. A lot of Steam Deck stuff still to come. Fantastic. And as for me, I'm on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. We'll have a new IGN first game. Uh, We're starting a little late. Usually we start right at the beginning of the month, but we'll kick that off next week. It's going to be a game that is up Cicero's alley. I promise him that. Uh, But otherwise, just doing my thing here on Unlocked. And if you want to yell at me about Xbox, I guess Twitter is probably the best place to do it. So (laughs) I'll see you there. But please don't yell at me. I I want Twitter to be a nice place. For our super producer, Kate, 
alongside Stella, Cicero, and Destin. I'm Ryan. This was a podcast unlocked. I almost said the wrong show. It's, it's okay. I got it. I saved it right in the nick of time. Unlocked 533, and we'll see you all again next week.